Hey there, and welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I am your faithful host, Craig Ansell. Today, we're taking a deep dive into how we manage our time. Our show is called Mastering the Slow Yes and the Fast No. Join me to learn more. I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I have helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. Today, we're going to talk about two topics near and dear to my heart, decision-making and time management. Today's show is Mastering the Slow Yes and the Fast No. Truth be told, the reason for this episode or the background for this episode came up when I was working my 9-to-5 job and I had a chance to meet with upper management during a mentoring session. I had talked about time management and how it's critical to decision-making. In fact, part of what I talked about was task lists and to-do lists. It's really all about how you look at things. For example, a to-do list by nature, by title, can be daunting. It can mean or set a feeling of anxiety and overwhelm. I have so much to do. But what if you simply were to change that around and make it a task list? Oh, look, I have a few tasks to do. So we had a conversation about that and how it plays with our mind and our thoughts and a little bit about psychology. That led us into decision-making and how we manage our time. And that's really what I want to focus on with today's show. So decision-making. When you're approached by people, whether it's personally or in your day job, what do you typically do? What do you typically say? Are you almost always willing to lend a helping hand, which is noble, has some humility to it? Or do you put up a defensive wall, immediately a blocker, and try to protect your time? That can be noble too, but what if you overprotect your time? What if you're always someone that says no? Hmm. Don't ask Craig because he's always going to say no. Or always ask Madison because she's a yes person. She's always willing to give and contribute her time. Now, both have their shortfalls, their disadvantages, because you don't want to always be seen as a no or yes person, I think we should offer up our time and our decision-making selectively. So that comes down to our types of or levels of communication, right? How well do we communicate? I think for starters, if we're being asked something, it really comes down to critical listening skills, okay? Hey, can you help me out, Craig? Yeah, yeah, sure. What do you need? You don't even know what the request was in this case, right? In my example, somebody asked me for help and I was over anxious, overzealous to say yes. 
you don't know if it's a five second task. Hey, can you help me hold this while I, you know, work on this task or this opportunity? Or, hey, I need you to help me move in or out of my house, or my son's moving out to an apartment and it's going to be a weekend venture. So I think we should first, with our listening skills, we should process what environment we're in and give the requester our full attention. If we don't do that, we're cheating them and we're cheating ourselves out of having the ability to make critical decisions, right? So for starters, clarify what the request is, but in order to do so, you must give the requester your full attention. Now that can be hard in today's world where we're so busy being asked to do more with less. We're all asked to do more, less time, less resources, less team members, and we feel many times overloaded, overwhelmed in our daily struggles, our daily lives and jobs. But truly, if we want to be present in the moment, and in order to master the slow yes and the fast no, you need to be present when you listen to the request, the question, and give your response, a thoughtful response. So that's part of the listening skills aspect of it. But then the communication aspect also is critical as well. When you make a decision, how quickly do you do it? Is it an immediate response, regardless if it's yes, no, or perhaps the ambiguous maybe? Or how about, I'll get back to you on that. Over time, that might be seen as someone that pushes off responsibilities or pushes off the opportunity to help others and support others. So are you a yes person, a no person, and I'll get back to you on that person, or a maybe person? You could be a mix of all four. Well, think about the way you've been responding to people recently and think about how genuine it's been. Have you given people their their full time, their full attention by stopping, pausing what you're doing and looking at them and processing their request? You want to be genuine. You want to be present in the moment. From there, then, you have the opportunity to understand their request fully. And should you be interested in helping them, you might want to seek clarification or seek details. From there, then, you can make a thoughtful and informed decision. So part of today's show about mastering your responses, there's the slow yes aspect and the fast no. With regards to having time to clarify and fully understand the request, this is working towards the slow part of your response, the slow yes. You're actively considering and processing the request to determine if you have the time to allow this to happen. So once you know what the topic's about, the request of your time, you now need to be able to budget your time, time management, if you will. You need to fit it into a good slot in your calendar. Is this something immediate that's going to happen, such as right now, stop what you're doing, I need immediate help, immediate support? Or can you pencil this in for a slot in your calendar? Now, when I say pencil it in, that's an old style way of speaking, but literally, can you fit it in to your existing busy schedule? Will this request be part of your personal support and personal time after hours, after your job, or is it a professional request at work? If you receive a professional request, you might be able to use your existing calendar system at work, such as Outlook or other tools, and schedule it into your calendar, so that might make it more realistic for you to support that. But on the other hand, if it's personal, 
Can you really commit to saying yes to that person? Does your heart want you to say yes? Do you feel it's the right action, the right opportunity to support them? If so, you need to make a genuine commitment to have the time available. If you know that you routinely run late to work and run late after work, meaning that you typically are in the office after hours or at your job beyond the normal allotted time, then you don't want to make a bookend commitment, meaning if your work is, let's say, 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, you don't want to make a 5 or 5.30 commitment if you know that one on top of the other is going to make it really difficult for you to get to that activity or to that support function. Bookends are when you have a 5 o'clock closing meeting or a closing activity, followed by a 5 to 5.30 or 5 and beyond meeting. You've put them bookend to bookend, right? It's better to have a spacer in between so that you have some time to get to your next activity. You might want to allow for a meeting running a little bit long or travel time to your next meeting, set up things like that. So it's just something to keep in mind, trying to avoid bookend meetings, unless, of course, that's your intention, you're in the right environment, and you can switch from one meeting to another, such as virtually, where you don't have to leave your desk, and you hopefully have all your materials together at once. But back to this, though, about decision-making. Once you take that time to process that request, maybe ask for clarification and extra details, that will give you the ability, if you are interested and if it feels right, to master the slow yes, process it and make a decision, again, assuming and allowing for the right time in your schedule. Now, with regards to the fast no, if you get requested that something, let me try that again. If you get a request to do something and it's in the immediate term or near term, and although you want to help with all your might and you feel you might be a good fit or even a great fit because it's in your area of knowledge or expertise, but you just don't have the time, try to avoid the fast yes and just explain, no, I'm sorry. My time is booked right now. Should this opportunity come up again, I'd be available in the future with a little bit of notice. The other opportunity to say no would be just simply that. No is a sentence. No is a complete answer in itself. No. Or, no, I'm sorry. Now, human beings, we typically feel a little sense of defensiveness, almost a need to apologize when we say no, because someone's asking something of us. They've come to us, they've singled us out, and said, hey, Craig, hey, Madison, hey, Aaron, I need some help here. And you're kind of put on the spot, if you will. Now, if that person could ask anybody to do that task and you were the closest nearby, hey, that's kind of like a proximity request, right? Hey, I noticed you there. Can you help me out? Maybe you can. Maybe you can't. It depends on how big the ask is, right? But if they specifically single you out because of your talent, your knowledge, your expertise, your ability set, that makes it a little bit more difficult to say no. But really, it comes down to, can you afford the time and Did you effectively listen to the requester to fully understand the time commitment, the effort and energy commitment? And here's why I bring this up about effort and energy. We've talked about decision-making and clearly communicating to a limited extent so far, as well as time management. But our listening skills are just as important. And all this comes together in something called decision fatigue. Did you know that the term decision fatigue is real? 
It means that there are certain times of the day where you're mentally worn out. You physically may have not done a lot of work that day, a lot of, uh, not a lot of physical motion or movement, but yet mentally you're worn out. If you've ever felt tired in your circumstance, whether it's at home, in the office, at your desk, working you know, in whatever environment you have, and yet you haven't done a lot of physical activity, it's a mental drain. It feels like you're just tired. Your soul is tired. If you're shaking your head, yes, I can almost see you through the microphone. I've been there, and you may have too. So with regards to decision fatigue, why am I talking about it and focusing on it? Because decision fatigue is real, it can affect each of us differently, but in the end, you feel worn out, like I said. So what I suggest is that you have, you rather, you know the time of day when you have the greatest amount of energy in your body, when you feel most energized. For most of us, that's in the morning time, a little bit after we woke up, we got kick-started, maybe got our cup of coffee or cup of tea, and you know we're on the way to work or starting our day. We might feel most energized, hopefully after a restful night of sleep. This would be the time when you have the most energy for what I call critical thinking and important decision-making. Speaking of critical thinking and important decision-making, it's morning while I'm recording this. I should have thought more closely and silenced my cell phone. That would be really helpful. Now, talking about that critical thinking, when you have the greatest amount of energy in your day, that's when you can apply your most effective thinking and your most effective decision-making. So if you get asked of something that is of critical nature, it's a really complex request, a very detailed request, or that's something that could, you know, create a fork in the road for you, something where there's an easy path and then there's a much more difficult path. It might consume a lot more of your time, a lot more of your talents and your abilities. That would be where I would say mastering the slow yes and fast no really come into play. If you don't feel like giving that yes because it's something that you really have to think about and chew on and ponder on, there's nothing wrong with that because you might have received a really significant request of your time and your talents, possibly your treasure, right? Your three T's. It might require a financial commitment on your part, certainly your time if you're giving your talent and your expertise. So do you want to give a fast no? Perhaps. But maybe you split it down the middle and say, you know what? I'm very interested in this opportunity. I greatly appreciate it. May I please have and then allow them a certain period of time for you to process this to get back to them. So if you say, I need 24 hours and I'll respond to you by the end of tomorrow, or can I respond to you by the end of business today? Whatever the time period is, if that's what you ask for and they acknowledge it, please make sure that you follow along with that. That's my suggestion. If you make a an agreement or a request for a certain period of time to respond by, you want to be known as someone that is stand-up and is accountable and reliable. After all, they made a request to you for a particular set of um, tasks, activities, maybe a big project or program to work on. And if you can't get back to them in a timely fashion with your response, how well are you going to do on that particular ask, that request? So think about that next time you have to make a decision or you're requested to make a decision. Pause. Remember this show. You want to master the slow yes and the fast no. Safeguard your time. But don't be too protective, overprotective. You got to find the right balance there. It's kind of tricky. 
I want to thank you so much for staying on to the end of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. It is only through you, my valuable listeners, that we can grow the knowledge of career growth for both personal and professional growth. I have a specific request to you, and I'm hoping you give me a fast yes if you caught that. Please, if you find value in this show, share it with your friends, family, go out on social media and send out a few links. I would really appreciate it. You know, we're on over two dozen podcast players and channels, and I really look forward to growing this year and helping as many people as I can. But you know what? We over here can't do it alone. Please share our links with others. We're out there and want to help, but people can't find us if they don't know about us. I truly would appreciate you sharing our podcast show with your friends, family, and coworkers. If you ever have any specific requests, concerns, or challenges in your daily life, please reach out to us on social media at Craig Ansell, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, or you can reach me directly by email, craig at craigansell.com. You can always visit my website, craigansell.com, to see what's going on, see all the other channels that we're on with our podcast, as well as check out my one-on-one coaching virtually, and finally, my resume and cover letter masterclasses, which are online and you take at your own pace. Thank you again for being a faithful listener to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm Craig Ansell, your host. God bless you. I look forward to another week in the books. See ya.